Okay, welcome to another edition of the Personal Trainer's Guide to Wealth Creation. You join with Jason Yabanich here. And today I want to just talk about a, a couple of real simple ways, simple things that you can use social media for uh, that I've personally been doing a lot of lately myself to test and measure uh, how, to, how to generate some connections and leads and uh, to consistently build your database. Now, uh, as a time of just recording this, I'm in Perth at the moment. It's, uh, it's uh, the, uh, the, the 5th. Sorry, the sixth of uh, the sixth of uh, October, two thousand seventeen, and uh, we're we've been over here running our two day event, and uh, you know always the magic question is uh, you know how do I get more leads, how do I attract more people, and so there's there's three main things you've got to get good at to do that effectively. Number one is you, you you've got to know exactly who who are you trying to serve, who is your niche market, uh, where do I fit in the niche market itself? Is it really flooded with uh, people that are all sounding the same? Uh, marketing the same and delivering the same kind of service as I am or have I been uh, creative enough and clever enough to spend some time to remove myself from what you'd consider to be a sub-market where it's flooded uh, and move myself into my own niche. So that's the first thing that you really need, need to be clear on and it can be the, probably the most challenging part for most business owners to really get their head around. Uh, and that's why we spend the time, you know, when we work with our clients to, to get that part clear. Uh, if you don't get that part clear, there's a couple of downsides. Uh, number one is that, you, you know, for the consumer out there, it's very challenging for them to know uh, what's the major difference between you and your competitors other than price alone. So we do a, a bad job, a poor job, I should say, of of really helping our, our potential customers to know that the major differences between us and our competitors. And that's why a lot of times you'll you'll see uh, or hear uh, comments from uh, people in the fitness industry who have a business to say, you know, how do you handle that first question when people ask you straight up, how much do you charge? Well, the only reason people are asking that, that question in the first place as their first question is because you haven't given them enough information or enough desire or motivation to, to ask anything else because they don't know what else to ask you. That's why they do ask it. Um, a lot of times we'll put it back on them saying, oh, they're just, you know, tire kickers or they're just price shopping. But the reality is if you look at another industry that you're not familiar with, uh, and you want to go get a service and you don't know the difference between one GP to another GP or one dentist to the other dentist, you're not really sure because they're all just saying a similar thing. Uh, you know, it's very challenging for you to, to ask anything else other than, you know, what do you, what do you charge? What's the cost for this thing? So that's the first part to get clear in it. And when I say about, you know, designing your own unique niche, there's, you can look at a couple of examples that are quite easy. And then one, one that I use is like, you know, if you rewind the clock uh, many, many years ago, uh, you know, before there was actually women's gyms, uh, there was Fernwood. So Fernwood come along uh, and I remember having my gym at the time prior to Fernwood and then Fernwood opened up a year or so later uh, directly across the road. Now, you know, at that point, they were the first real big, I guess, women gym only uh, for gym only for women. And so I guess they carved out their own, you know, their own little, you know, unique niche uh, I'm not saying that other people like small studios trainers weren't doing that kind of training only, but they were the first ones to really come on in Australia to, to have a women's only gym. Uh, and then you saw curves and all these other kind of mobs open up. So then there was, you know, more competition. That's what happens. Uh, but, 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 you know, w what the point of this uh, illustration is here is, is that maybe years and years ago, you, you might be one of the first ones to create or develop you know, your own niche in, in your area. You were one of the only ones doing it. And then with time, of course, like anything, people see you doing it and they, you know, for whatever reason, they, they go and want to do that themselves. Uh, 
and so a niche may be a sub niche may be uh you know women's fitness women women's weight loss or you know mums of bubs or something along those lines where you know uh, now that market where you are in your area might be flooded so we have to say look well how do we now uh, remove ourselves from that particular uh, niche where it's now become you know crowded and how do we didn't create our own one and i was speaking to one of our clients the other day and you know she had a lot of experience personally um, with uh, women who are going through menopause and some of the things they experienced now her going through herself uh, he had a lot, of, a lot of personal experience and so as we started to explore and we started to talk about her niche, and you know, she was just trying, she was really just a bit broad in general and was working with women overall. But I go, well, it's a bit hard to market that to everybody, and there's other people doing it in your area, and you're not really going to stand out. However, as more I, I explored with her, what is she uh, passionate about? Who does she want to serve? Where, where does she have a track record in? You know, all these things um, organically. What happened was she she started to talk about her own challenges. Uh, you know, uh, hitting a certain age in her life and uh, and menopause and how it was affecting her and what she did about it. And I could hear the passion in her voice. And uh, you know, without really knowing it, that that was the ideal uh, client she wanted to attract. But she hadn't really, you know, identified it. Hadn't really, you know, sat down and, and thought about it and, and made it a niche out of it. And so it didn't take too long before we were starting to explore the major frustrations, concerns, problems, challenges that you know women in this niche market would have. And uh, you know, I said to her, "Is anybody else in your area where you are doing this?" And she said, "No, not really. There's not not really anyone else doing it. They're certainly not marketing it." Uh, and I said, okay. Uh, then we, of course, went on to, well, well let's find a way to market that. Let's, let's talk about the, the, the system, the approach to doing that. Uh, and she was very clear and had aligned herself with some other health practitioners, experts that uh, working together could really provide an end outcome. And uh, I said, that was, well, that's perfect. She, she'd done that just you know, naturally out of her desire to want to help people. She just ha- hadn't marketed effectively. So, uh, you know, she had an end result or and that's what i say to people um, that we work with i say you, you need to provide a solution you need to provide an end result uh, you know something that takes someone from where they are that a frustration a challenge something that they haven't been able to fix or you know rectify on their own they don't know how to do it don't have the education the knowledge whatever it may be uh and then provide that solution for them and so that's an example of then instead of her just focusing on wanting to train women you know, and as a general sense, and really carving out a very clear niche, and uh, that's the first thing we need to be very clear on is be is, is know exactly who are we trying to target. So you get that part sorted, you do that. And like I said, that can take sometimes you know the 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 most work, and that's why we have a step by step process for helping someone to clearly identify that. Uh, if you don't, you just spend a lot of time, energy, and money. You know, uh, you know, trying to figure that part out, and some people never figure it out. They, they never really have a clear niche and specialize and you know uh, their business really lacks because of it so that's the first thing we'll, we'll address and then, and then the next part is okay well then how do you get your message out there how, how are you going to market and attract these people whereabouts do you market you know how do you effectively write headlines copies do marketing ads and that's the next part to to rectify and again that's something that we will we will walk our clients through to make sure that they can they can do that effectively and uh, but, but once you do that, then, uh, you know, what I've seen lately uh, with, uh, you know, marketing on Facebook is that it's just, it is getting swamped. Uh, and like it or not, the reality is, is that you've got to just keep being more and more creative. You've got to find ways to really stand out. And that's always been the case, but it's just, it's just becoming 
uh, you know, something that you have to work harder at now, in my opinion, uh, again, you know, if you look at how many bits of marketing, advertising that you see on a daily basis, be it on Facebook, Instagram, you know, billboards, radios, TVs, uh, there's a very small percentage of those those bit of marketing marketing uh, that you actually pay attention to. And, you know, why did you pay attention to it in the first place? Well, it might have been something that you currently have an interest in or, you know, something that you would like a solution for. And, you know, that may, may have be why, why it got your attention in the first place. The next part is to look at, well, did, you know, did, did you actually get engaged in it? Did you, did you watch the video to the end? Did you read the copy? Did you switch off to it? Because the next lot of research and study uh, is indicating that the average adult now has about an eight-second attention span. So if you've got eight seconds to grab someone's attention with your marketing, that's your first objective. Now, if you don't get that right, then again, it's going to be hit and miss. You're not going to get their attention whatsoever. Um, and the only reason that you've got to be good at that first bit is then to get them to read the next bit. And the psychology of it goes is that then the next part, be your subheadline, or the next thing you write, or the next thing comes into your mouth, needs to keep them engaged enough to uh, want to just keep going and, and, and reading the whole bit of your marketing um, material or get them to take some form of action. So that's the first thing you're, you're actually up against. Now, again, if you don't know how to do that part, then of course you're going to be wondering why your Facebook ads aren't getting the results, your marketing is not going to get the results. Um, I remember, you know, back pre-internet uh, pre, uh, days where it was, you know, advertising in the local paper, in the maybe the yellow pages, all this offline marketing before the internet boom came along. And it was the same thing, yet you still had to be really good at doing the marketing side of it. And so that's that's the next step that, you know, you're going to be clear on. Now, it's, it's near impossible to do that part, the second step, effectively, if you are not clear on who it is you're trying to help serve and your niche market, it's just it's just not going to happen. And I can look at someone's marketing straight away, and I can see if they're very clear on that first step, or they're not. And uh, it'll just come across as desperate, and it'll come across as just you know after whoever comes along would be fine. So there's a bit of work to do in that. And if you're prepared to do that little bit of work, then the uh, the results and the uh, you know the breakthrough on the side are, uh, are outstanding. And so that's that part. And the next the next bit, the third part is then once you get that part right, is then you just test and measure everything. So you need to be able to test and measure the results. Now you can't you can't improve, you can't develop, you can't, you know, do a better job of something you can't measure. So you need to be able to track and measure everything you're gonna do in your business. In this case I'm talking about your marketing. So you do need to be able to test what you've spent, how many leads you got, you know, the stats across the board, all the information that will give you some form of confidence or feedback that what you've just done is working or your niche market is, is attracted to it and appealing to it. And so that's the part, the, the few parts. Now, getting back to the, the amount of marketing that's now flooding our, our uh, you know, day-to-day lives, which is it's probably increased now, but it's roughly around about three different bits of advertising a day that the average person will see. So it's a lot. Um, and, you know, again, if you're not efficient at doing the first two steps that I, that I was talking about, then again, people can't put off with doing Facebook marketing. They can try it, go, it didn't work, and all the rest of it. But the, the, my always my next question is, how much education have you spent learning about these three things? Have you had some proper support? Have you had some experts helping you out with it? And the answer is no. Well, then you, you're not really expected to have you know had a great return on investment or success with your marketing because uh, it takes that little bit of time to, to get sorted. Or you get someone to do it for you that is an expert. The, the, the process, the the the, where I want to leave this podcast is that the the there can be some real simple but yet missed opportunities uh, for building your database. And if you don't, if you're not building a database, 
in this day and age, you don't have a business, you, you have a promotion. And what I mean by that is that for most people, they're very reactive in their business. Instead of thinking about the long-term uh, game, the long-term results, they're thinking about the now, like how do I get clients now? You know, let's do the marketing to try get a client today. And, and that's the next trap to fall on too because, uh, again, about 5 to 6% of people that see some kind of marketing that's asking them to sign up to something, purchase something, buy something, are, are ready to do so. And so if only 5% of those people are, you know, are going to see your marketing, are going to react, what happens to the other 95% of people? They may have been interested in it, but today, right now, they might not be in the right frame to, to mind to buy it, to purchase it. So they get missed. So we need to be consistently building our database. Now, uh, when I explain this in our seminars or with working with clients, uh, you know, there's normally sometimes a bit of a blank look come over their, their face because they say, look, the reality is, is I go, if you've not set a goal or target for how many new leads that are qualified leads that are interested in what you have to do, uh, if you don't have that set in your business, well, then you're just running the hope plan, hoping that it all turns turns out. However, if you set even a small target to go, right, one of my targets is I'm, I'm lucky to get two leads new a week, three leads a week, four leads a week, you know, I don't really have a set agenda. I go, if you were to set a target to even get one new lead a day, so your objective was to get five new leads, you know, per week. That would that be a great start? People, most people go, yep, absolutely, because I'm not doing it. And I go over the course of the month. That's 20 new people that you've connected with. That now your job is to build a relationship with, build some trust, add some value. Uh, so yeah, maybe at some point they're gonna they're gonna purchase from you and become a client. So that's the thinking. Now uh, you you do all that consistently over the course of the month. 20 new people. You know, the course that year, it's, it's 200 something. So we've been, I'm being very conservative here uh, because as you get in the habit of doing that and you understand the, the dollar value and, and getting a lead and then nurturing that relationship, then you'll, you'll be highly motivated to do this and it all makes sense. So uh, if you were to do that, then that would, be, that would be a great start for most businesses. Um, the other part is that uh, what I see a lot of businesses fail is that they'll do some type of marketing, they'll get the lead. Uh, but if the client doesn't do, if that particular um, potential lead doesn't sign up today, then mostly what happens is that they get forgotten about. So you've done all that hard work to get the lead in the first place. Maybe you've had a sales consult or you haven't had a sales consult, but you've got their details some shape or form. And they didn't sign up. And then so you've just fo- you've lost focus on them. You haven't done any follow-up. You haven't built the relationship. You've done no kind of check-in later. No, like maybe sending out emails or newsletters or sending something of value for that so they could really get to know you better and add more value and stay, stay front of mind. And then you just forget about it and you're on looking to the next, you know, the next uh, possible sale. And again, that's just again, it's just a real trap to fall into, and it's making business a lot harder for you. Because if you think about it, like if uh, over the course of like starting from now in, in twelve months' time, you go, uh, my database as it stands right now, you might have 50, 60 people on it, you know, and that's just happened you know, again by kind of accident or by by you know just by itself. You go right, but my objective is to buy by this time next year is I, I want to have you know at least that list to a thousand people following me um, subscribing watching my you know my uh, YouTube videos or my receiving my newsletter letters that, that reminds them that I've done the, a new podcast whatever it may be uh, you know we want to have them on our database not just following us on Facebook because that's not a lead that's just a follower um, so as many of those people we can get onto our database, the better you go. I've got a thousand of these people that I've been nurturing some kind of relationship with over that course of the year. 
what you're going to be able to see and what you're going to be able to track is that over that course of time, if you do that well and through each month, you're making some type of uh, offer uh, to, to do business with you, what you're going to notice is that those people are going to convert and you'll have stats on that. You'll go, look at that. You know, from building up my database, from building good relationships, adding good value to my niche market because I'm clear on who that is. Uh, I've been adding good value, good content. You know, over the course of each month, it's content, 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 value, 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 and maybe a couple, couple of offers. So the potential people in that database don't feel like every time they get an email from me or a notification that all I'm trying to do is get a sale. That I am, they actually are getting a sense of that. I'm here to help, and I'm I'm just adding massive value to their life. So that's the that's the part to really be mindful of. Is if you're not doing that, you are really making business tough. And so if that database was going to keep growing each year, what you're doing is it's it's like farming. It's like you know farmers don't just go and you know plant the seeds, water them once, walk away, and hope that there's you know all this crops there. No, they they are consistently planting seeds. They're current, uh, consistently watering the crops, looking after them to make sure they grow healthy. And they keep doing that. And that's the same as a business. You've got to keep farming and farming and farming to, to build up your crops so you have a lot more to pick from. Rather than every time you're trying to uh, you're trying to get new clients, you're just trying to do this you know, sporadic and reactive marketing to try to get a client today. Well, they don't know you. You're a stranger. You know, Probably unlikely you're going to buy from someone you don't know, you don't trust and have no rapport with. So why would it be any different for the people you're trying to attract? So it doesn't work that way. Uh, so you get that part, I'm sure, but from from that um, the way I've explained it, that's very important. And I'd say make a start today. Like if you're not doing it, make a start. And here's the here's the tip that I was given the the students uh, clients yesterday, and that is when I surveyed the room of about thirty people and I said who consistently has a method or or put energy and time into making new connections or leads, not one hand went up. I think, sorry, maybe one hand went up. The rest of them, no, no. Didn't have a target for it. Didn't have any goals for, for generating leads, all that stuff. So I'm going, look, at a very simple level, as you're, getting, as you're trying to get better at this stuff, I said, what I want you to do is make three connections a day on Facebook. Three people that have maybe liked some of your stuff. You saw a friend that shared a post and, and they liked it. Someone's left a comment, but you haven't personally reached out to. And... I was explaining this to people and some people were getting it and other people were going, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then, you know, the major roadblock is why I see people don't get the success they want in their business. It holds them back is their, is their limiting beliefs or their, their limitations in their thinking. And so they got it intellectually and then one lady said, um, what do you say? So that just showed me, no matter if it's prospect on the gym floor, if it's, um, it's on a social media platform, uh, going, this person would be held back by the blockage of the South Tour going, well, what do you say? And we, we explored it deeper, and I won't go into it in this podcast, but we, I wanted to get to the root cause of, you know, what was what was really the concern. And of course, it's fear a lot of times to hold people back from doing anything. Fear of like going, am I going to offend this person? They're going to think, I'm like, who the hell are you? You know, and I don't like being sold to. And, and there's all these self-limiting beliefs that come up that we have to overcome because that's what's really going to hold you back anyway from doing it. And uh, so then we had to address that one by one, going, well, are we really selling to this person? What's your really intentions? Are you trying to help people? Is that what you're actually trying to do? Well, can't help people if you don't actually, you know, make that first step and introduce yourself. And there's all this stuff. And so we, I got them to sit down and design. Okay, well, you know, 
if you made three connections a day, five days a week, it's five new connections. Uh, you know, start with you know introducing yourself. Uh, you know, if you know a little bit about them, you've seen their Facebook profile, they're in your area. Uh, all that stuff doesn't take much. That's the good thing about social media. You can go and check out. Mostly this information is readily available. You can see, okay, they live in my area. They're a friend of Sandy's. or there's a, We've got a mutual connection. Um, or they've liked a bunch of posts. And I can see they do live in my area. And so you've got plenty of information to go by. So you can contact this person. Go, hi, you know, hi, Sandy. This is Jason here. Look, I noticed you've liked a few of our, um, you know, our posts that we've been doing in recent times on this particular topic. I uh, just thought I'd take the time to personally reach out and connect with you and introduce myself. Uh, that's That could be the first point of contact and then you're going to start a conversation. And of course, then, you know, you can start to, uh, you know, in, intuitively just respond as, as you see fit. Uh, I always like to be upfront, nice and clear. And at some point in that convo, you, you go, look, is this area of interest to you? Is this something you've, you know, you're, you're, you're liking or you'd like to achieve? Have you had any frustrations with achieving it? You're just try, simply trying to build rapport like you would with starting any relationship. You want to find out a little bit. And then at some point, you might go, hey, look, uh, look, I'd, I'd love to get on a phone call with you or have a chat with you. Look, you know, um, are you, you know, are you, yeah, are you aware of what we do, who we help, who we serve? You're finding out that information. And, uh, and ultimately, my goal or your goal maybe is to rather do one or two things. Get them on a phone call if that's what you want. Have a five-minute chat to see if them meeting in person would be an appropriate fit and you can tell them straight up. Or, or you want to get them on to, hey, look, I've got, a, I've got a weekly podcast or newsletter that goes out with hints and tips. If you've liked what you've seen on my Facebook page, uh, then you're really going to love you know, being uh, a subscriber to my podcast or you know, weekly video or whatever so you don't miss out on the content. And so that, that might be your two objections, uh, objectives because one is like you're rather going to, you know, potentially build that relationship first, build some trust rapport to get them on a phone call, to introduce yourself, to then maybe get them into a, a sales consult to see if that would be an ideal client for you or uh, you're going to get them onto your database and that's where you've got to have some really good content and follow up and that's the whole structure of that purpose of it. But at a bare minimum, if you're not contacting or making connections every day, at least three, they take you all of 10 to 15 minutes, then again, you're really missing out. So I've been doing it with great success. I personally love doing it myself. Uh, you know, you get all these people liking you or making friends on Facebook and very rarely do you get someone um, actually sending you a message. And it, probably for the main reasons I said, I've, had, I've rather had the experience myself where... You know, it's been a multi-level marketing person that's contacted me and, and they've just gone about it the wrong way. They've, they've just gone straight to, hey, do you want to make more money? I see you, you know, trainers, this could, this could make you a lot more money in your business and, it, and it's put me off. So think about what you personally don't like and don't do that. Um, and instead, if those people would have approached me in a different format matter, built some trust with Paul, found a little bit about me first, rather than just jumping straight, trying to, try to straight, jump to bed with me, then it, it may have been a different result. So... Uh, you know, but that's what stops a lot of people. And so over your competitors, if you were just a bit more proactive and you can get past that part of just feeling like, you know, you're intruding or you're doing something wrong and you really do have, uh, you know, your their best interest at heart, you're really passionate about what you do and you really want to share your message and the only way you can do this is by contacting people and getting yourself out there then that's what I'd recommend you do. And it's worked exceptionally well. Like, like I said, I don't recommend anything that I haven't personally done or tried or tested. And I've been testing this over for like the last, it's been longer than a month, but seriously, seriously, this formula where I've been going contacting three people per uh, per day, just reaching out, making connections, uh, has been exceptionally well received. 
and there's just a way to do it. Now, at some point, you, you might be able to start to do some templates so you don't have to keep retyping all the time. You can have your, your you know, your template that you, you first start sending out and you might just have to tweak a little bit to, you know, to, to suit who, you, who you're actually chatting with. Uh, now, an example, when I was showing the, our team uh, yesterday uh, how to do this, I, I did it live and I said, look, okay, look, I'll go into our business page. Here's someone who's, um, you know, liked an article that I, I posted on there about some of the stuff that women have to put up with when they go to gym. This lady's liked it. I've got, okay, I'm not connected with her personally. As a, as a friend, I'll reach out. So I added as a friend and then I sent her a message saying, hey, I see that you liked uh, that article. You know, is that something you're interested in? Uh, have you heard about us? And I'd love to find out more about you. And I could tell from her profile that it didn't have anything about her being a personal trainer. And so I'm asking the group, I go, so look, yeah, there's the information. It says she works at a golf club or something along those lines. I go, um, do I just go, oh, okay, well, she's not a, not a trainer then, so do I just not contact her? I went, oh, no, look, I'm, I'm, I'll ask her the question. I go, hey, just out of curiosity, are you in the fitness industry? And she responded within within five minutes, and this on this occasion, and said, "Thanks for you know, really appreciate you reaching out. I've been following your stuff for a while. Uh, yes, I've been liking all the stuff you've been posting. Uh, I'm not a train at the moment. I'm currently doing my study, and I want to I want to get into the fitness industry." Um, and then the conversation, of course, went on from there. I went, "Fantastic, that's great. Have you got a copy of our book? And number one best-selling book. I'd love to give it to you as as a gift, as someone who's coming into the industry." And she said, "You know, actually, I've been meaning to get your book for a while. For a while, I just wasn't sure where to buy it or purchase it, and all that stuff." I said, "Well, let me save you the, the trouble, and I'm, here's the link to download it. Uh, if you want to purchase an actual physical copy of it, you can go to our website." Um, there's certain, and I can send you a list of bookstores that, that carry it. But I said you can go to our website if you want a hard copy, and you can actually purchase the book. Uh, she was obviously really grateful. So there's there's an example of someone who, and I wouldn't even um, you know for us because just because she's not qualified, we've had plenty of people come through that have been uh, are savvy enough to go. Well, I'm not actually qualified yet, but I know I, I want to get the business part sorted because I understand that's the, probably going to be one of the most important parts because if I don't get that right, then the business is not going to be successful no matter how technically qualified I am. And so I never think, I don't ever limit it myself. I just, I start to build a rapport. So then there's another person that got added to our database. Now, you know, for some people, they go, you know, I, I hear these gurus and experts go, oh, you know, it's slow. But, but they're really good connections. And you'll find that the people you put a bit more effort in rather than this mass marketing approach um, will be way better contacts, way better quality leads. And if you're not doing anything right now, it's so important. And I look at it from this point of view, could you easily waste 10 to 15 minutes a day doing something that's totally meaningless and has nothing to do with your business and won't strive to get you anywhere? And I'm guaranteed the answer is absolutely yes for everybody listening to this, me included. And so doing an activity like this, trialing it, testing, measure it, will just change ultimately the results you get. I can guarantee you. you just got to do a bit of finesse. You've got to be a test and measuring, see what works, see what people respond to. Have your heart in the right place. You know, seek to find out them first. Seek to add some value, and and that way it'll really motivate you to get some products, materials, something of value, podcast, video series, uh, you know, uh, free reports, something of value that you can then offer people to start to build that trust, value, and people will buy from those people they like, know, and trust, and then you can start to build that relationship with them. Get them on your database, and then you know, as your database grows, you've got this already massive farm of people that if they're not ready today at some point i guarantee you if they like you they like your stuff and they've got a desire and need for what you have to offer and the problems you solve they'll eventually do business with you 
and it's much easier to then sell your service, promote offers to people that already like, know, and trust you rather than trying to always just try to spend money on marketing to get a client today. It's, it's a lot more effective. Well, look, I, I hope that's been of uh, value and use for you today. I've really enjoyed doing this podcast. Look, again, uh, if you are in a business that is not performing the way you'd like it to be, it's struggling a little bit. You don't have the flexibility in your lifestyle. There's, there's things that you truly want. You, you want to have peer-to-peer learning. You want to get around others who are like-minded because you're starved of that. Um, you, don't have, you don't have someone you know, checking in with your business. Like, I really encourage you to just to, to contact us and you know, inquire about just taking that first step and having what we call a business blueprint where this is where we can sit down and do a current analysis of your business. We'd love to meet you, uh, see if there's something we can help you with. And from there, we can talk about how we provide solutions and how we have, have helped thousands of trainers, you know, really not only boost the success of their business, but, but what more importantly, grow them as individuals, business owners, and have the lifestyle they really desire. So the best ways to do that is you can, you can either go to our business Facebook page, Create PT Wealth, uh, and message us there directly, or you can email us at lynn at createptwealth.com dot au or go to our website and make an inquiry there for someone to contact you and that's uh, www.createptwealth.com.au and we'd love to hear from you all right i hope you've enjoyed this podcast and uh whatever you're doing i hope you have an outstanding day